Hello, Marvelites! You're listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 633. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M. And I am Anjali Crochet, and my favorite number is actually three. So this is a, this is going to be a lucky, lucky episode for some cool kids out there who are looking for some dope things this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, but no spoilers, no spoilers yet. Yet. Uh, this is, of course, the official Marvel podcast where we talk about all the things happening this week in Marvel. And Angelique, you were teasing. You were teasing that I did, I did, on. but now I get to do it. I, mm-hmm. You didn't have to wait very long, much like we're not going to have to wait very long uh, for the rest of the holiday season. This week, we're joined by Marvel.com associate editor Megan DeMore to walk us through this year's Marvel holiday gift guide. And yo... I want it all. <laughs> gifts, gifts, gifts galore. One of the great gifts you can give this year is Marvel Move. And I'm going to tell you all about that right now. Marvel Move is our audio storytelling fitness experience. You walk, jog, run, move however you want while listening to a mix of our fully directed, voiced, and developed Marvel audio stories as well as music of your choice. It's available through the ZRX app in the iOS store and Google Play stores. This week, we've got two episodes for you. Thor and Loki Trials of the Ten Realms, episode 17. It's called The First Flame. You're in Muspelheim. You're evading guards and fire and all kinds of fun stuff it's a it's a cool one and then we have episode three of dr strange and scarlet witch in dreams this one's called the dragon hungers um because you're being chased by a dragon and um stuff is really weird and wild because you are as the title says in dreams and so it's real wild and real fun um we we're gonna have uh, a little break in the app for a couple weeks for the holidays for the team to uh to to have some time off but then we're coming back strong friday december 29th 2023 right at the end of the year for ant-man new year new ant it's a one-shot story written by jerry duggan and it is a lot of fun there's a party at avengers mansion things go awry ironheart and her armor play a big part in this story. There's a giant oh. baby. There's a whole lot. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's very fun, very silly, and a great like we, way. we talking Stay Puft Marshmallow Man giant? I mean, if you're ant-sized, if you're ant-man-sized, oh. perspective is everything. Um, it's true. It's a great way to kick off your fitness journey as you get into the new year. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, of course, you can search for Marvel Move or ZRX to download and start your seven-day free trial on uh, whatever app store you use. You could also go to zrx.app slash Marvel for more information. And we were also app of the day recently across the world on iOS. So woo-hoo to us. Whoop-whoop. All right, so as we keep moving into the new year, we've got some incredible announcements. Um, And while I don't want to ignore January, although that is going to be your time to remember that you're now going to be writing 2024 instead of 2023. Uh. (laughs) Uh, February is uh, coming. Uh, There's a lot of cool things are coming out in February. There's going to be Black History Month covers. We've got Marvel's Voices Legends coming out. But... For those who have been digging deep into the Ultimate Universe, we have got Ultimate Storm and Ultimate Killmonger making their electrifying debut in the one, the only, Ultimate Black Panther. I know folks have been really excited about this since it was announced there was going to be an Ultimate all-new T'Challa Black Panther and just to see what this world is going to be, right? Because, like, Wakanda is more than just the Black Panther. You've got an entire cast of characters who are going to be shaping out this world of Wakanda, including, as I just said, an ultimate storm and an ultimate Killmonger. You can check out Ultimate Universe's Storm and Killmonger on April's Ultimate Black Panther number 3 cover. And make sure you check out Peach Momoko's character design sheets over on Marvel.com. Uh, I love this because... You know, right off the bat, Ultimate Black Panther number one, the couple like debuts to defend their people as like these heroic freedom fighters throughout the continent of Africa. But when Moon Knight, yeah, I said Moon Knight's army launches a brutal invasion, they'll have to convince the powerful nation of Wakanda to finally step out of the shadows. Uh, so make sure you check out the covers and designs now and pre order. Go do it. Put it on your pull list. Ultimate Black Panther number one at your local comic shop today or 
for those digi people, just like go press that subscribe button. We got some spidey news this week because writer J.M. DeMatteis is going to reveal the Osborne family's darkest secret in Spider-Man Shadow of the Green Goblin. This is coming in April alongside DeMatteis is artist Michael Santamaria as they continue to tell the macabre mystery of Proto-Goblin in a new limited series. Uh, This one is really interesting. It revisits the now classic Spider-Man minus one minus one was a whole series of issues we did in 1997 telling sort of um, old school throwback uh, flashback issues and spider-man minus one was was cool one they're going to revisit this tie up a plot thread that's been dangling since that issue in 1997 involving the tragic truth behind norman osborne's research assistant nels van adder the first test subject for the goblin formula which transformed him into proto goblin Uh, so this is a really neat one getting deep into those nooks and crannies of spider-man lore you want to head over to marvel.com you can check out paulo saqueda's new cover and uh, get a little bit of a tease and a hint what's to come in spider-man shadow of the green goblin coming in april in other comics news we have an exclusive announcement following the return of carnage in carnage number one and here to tell us all about it is the writer Tarn Gronbeck. You were on this week of Marvel earlier in the season, but now you're back and you have news to share with us exclusively here on This Week in Marvel. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I want all the juicy details. Okay. The thing is, we are doing, we're doing a crossover with Carnage and Venom. Um, it begins with Carnage 5 and Venom 31. Um, and it sort of, it made sense to us to, to sort of intertwine the two stories, given that we have Venom uh, and Carnage in the same city at the same time. Like, I'm, I'm writing Venomville Al. Uh, and Al has a very specific idea. We have a very specific direction of where we're going. But it made no sense when Carnage figured out that he wanted to be a god. And he uh, uh, is sort of trying to figure out what godliness entails. If they're both in the same city at the same time, we had to uh, make sure they're paths crossed um Mm. so that is what we're doing carnage desperately wants to to get eddie brock uh and he can't get to eddie because eddie is nowhere to be found on earth in this time and with the knowledge that venom is currently bonded to dylan the Cletus sort of logic here is that if you just torture the boy the father will come Mm. So that is sort of our, our setup for the crossover. And it is the first time we'll see Dylan uh, and Carnage uh, sort of both fight and be in the same room together. And it is a sort of, there is some family drama going on here because technically they're both the child of Eddie or Venom in a sort of strange way. So they're sort of kind of brothers, if you want to look at it that way. Um, and... It is. It felt natural to bring them together. It brings up, especially for Dylan, um, all the secrets that Venom has kept from him. Because you sort of you assume that uh, if you bond with someone um, or a symbiote, you will have access to everything they've done and every like you will have access to their mind. Um, but it's we sort of figure out that Venom has kept things naturally from from Dylan um, because. I mean, Venom was the one who made, like, Eddie do horrible things. Uh, Dylan's mother do horrible things. Like, we've gotten to the point where if Dylan sees the full extent of what Venom has done in this world, um, it might not be great. And Carnage being, and Cletus maybe especially, being the... um, um, like just just sadist as he is, he doesn't just want to kill Dylan. He wants Dylan to know everything. He wants Dylan to be aware of everything that Venom has done. Um, and it turns into a sort of spectacular thing, and then it sort of it takes a turn. And I'm not going to say what kind of turn, but it goes. It doesn't go the way you think it will. Okay, so we're gonna keep the spoilers. But one thing I gotta say. It seems like whenever there's one symbiote, 
and another symbiote get together, we start dragging, and you're you're kind of teasing it. We start dragging the family into this. It becomes family drama. You know, what can you tell us about the level of drama on top of that? And you know, are we going to see any other symbiotes? Well, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm trying to be. I don't know. Uh, we are going to see Cletus Cassidy at his most horribly Cletus-y, and we're going to see sort of the god emerging. I love the fact that we now have a word, which is Cletus-y. cletus I think there's a very sort of distinct di- difference between Carnage, who is a puppy, like it's just a, a sweet little murderous puppy, uh, and cl- uh, you're making a face. You do not agree? It's no, just- I just think it's, I just, thinking of Carnage as a sweet little murderous puppy is like, it's almost like saying... It's a magwai that you got wet, that you fed and got wet after midnight, and that's Carnage. Yeah. Carnage well, is a gremlin. He's a sweet little murderous puppy. He is, though. Like, he's just a twitch Um Cletus, however, is just a murderous, evil human being. And it is a sort of, I think the two of them together, like, there's nothing like it. And being able to sort of push the boundaries, um, because it, there is a sort of, there's a, we can't do... Well, we, I suppose we can. We keep de- decapitating people and doing horrible things in this book. But yeah, when we bring in the symbiotes, the tone of the fighting changes a little bit. Um, and at this point, the Venom is sort of fighting for his own history in many ways. He's sort of trying to, he's th- defending not only Dylan, but sort of himself as um, the symbiote and all the things that he has made people do. Um, and it is... It is the beginning of a big change. I think I think I can say that. So what I love about this is as we're putting together this incredible book where you're giving these different perspectives, we've got a new look for Carnage, we've got variant covers. You are working with some absolutely incredible artists, um, both the artists that are on, you know, dealing with Carnage and Venom and some other folks coming in. So talk to me about how it's been working with these creators. Well, working with Pere on, like Pere Perez on Carnage, like I knew it would be something special the moment I saw like the second page because he just gets it. He gets me, he gets all my stupid jokes. He sort of delivers every moment and then more. Um, and, and you can kind of see, especially in this issue, how we just sort of, he lets loose. And it's a very interesting thing because we're doing uh, the same story with two different point of views in Venom, Venom 31 and Carnage 5. And in... Venom 31, we have Ken Lashley on art. And Ken is a sort of, he's a sort of old school genius. The pages coming in are just like, they just feel like they're from a different time. And they're so beautiful. Like this is, like the art is just stunning. And and he sort of sneaks up, he sends sort of a picture of his desk and you can see like half a page sticking out and it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Um, so I, I think being able to do this with the two of them, um, I know the result is just going to be stunning. Um, and I'm so excited because we, we, we talk with the editors and they sort of just let us do exactly what we wanted. Uh, and we haven't, like, there's no holding back anywhere. So it sort of, it feels like something truly special, at least to me. Um, so I, I, I couldn't be more excited about this. Look, when you came on the pod to talk about this new Carnage series, you also mentioned the one and the only Flash Thompson, a.k.a. Anti-Venom. And, you know, for those who have read issue one, if you not, go fix that in your life. It's out now. Um, Issue two comes out at the end of the month. Um, But Anti-Venom, you know, is playing a role here um, from literally almost the first moments um of the story you know how does he fit into the crossover though well uh, i'm trying not to spoil anything more here but the thing is flash is sort of our savior in the book and i think he's sort of working both to save himself to figure out who he is, but also just just save. In many ways, he saves Carnage too. Um, but I, but I don't want to spoil 
exactly what we're doing. But flash is plays very much plays a part, um, not in the Dylan Cletus Carnage conflict, but certainly in the who is Carnage and who is Cletus sort of thing that we're doing. I adore that the person who is so good with words is like, I do not, I am not ruining this for the readers. Um, And, you know, it's funny because both you and Al, between you and Al Ewing, there's just been a lot going on with Venom. You know, that story doesn't just stop, right? That story continues to go, it continues to evolve, and I'm sure y'all had to work together a little bit to make sure both the storylines of Venom and Carnage also keep their their parallel paths moving forward. How does this crossover event further that story? And, you know, how much does it involve what's going on over there? Oh, I would say very much. Like, we, we've, we've gotten to the point where Dylan, who is 16, 17, something like that, he's, he's a young boy living alone. He's been left alone uh, his father sort of left him alone with some instructions, the main one being do not bond with the symbiote, which was obviously the first thing he did. Um, but there is a level of neglect here that we can't sort of, we, we've been sort of skirting past it, but but it's it's getting to the point now where like Dylan cannot ignore it anymore. Um, so this is sort of, we're building up to the big one with, the, and the, as I said, like the, it's the beginning is this crossover. This is the point where Dylan um, sort of understands and sees the entire picture for the first time. Um, and uh, this is the thing that sort of push the conflict ahead. If that makes sense. It does. And it will make sense when folks uh, go out and make sure you pick up issue number one and issue number two of Carnage. But also catch up on Venom because it's going to get messy in the best way. Make sure you catch this thrilling new crossover between two of our favorite symbiote baddies, Carnage and Venom, starting in March with Venom number 31 and Carnage number five. Wonderful animation news for everybody out there because Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is roaring back for season two. It's going to be very excited, of course. This is the Disney-branded television's Emmy Award-nominated Marvel's Moon Girl in season two. It's going to debut a season two on Friday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel and Disney XD with two episodes. And then a batch of season two episodes will be available February 3rd on Disney Plus. And the whole first season is now available to stream on Disney Plus. What if? Hmm. Hmm. It's a question I ask myself every day. And you know what? It's a question we're all going to be able to celebrate very soon because Marvel Studios new season of what if she coming mm-hmm. uh, so I- i'm really excited because filmmakers press and special guests gathered earlier this week at the walt disney studios lot to screen not one but two all new episodes of season two of marvel studios what if it is arriving for all the rest of us common folk uh, mm-hmm. on Disney Plus on December 22nd. I'm joking. We're all very special uh, with new episodes that are going to be arriving every single night for nine days. Happy holidays. <laughs> um, for uh, the special screening, though, it was actually introduced by executive producer Brad Winderbaum, uh, head of streaming television and animation for Marvel Studios. And it was followed by a Q&A with filmmakers, including director and executive producer Brian Andrews, writer and executive producer A.C. Bradley, and writer-producer Matthew Chauncey. Um, kind of coming in and talking about where the season is going to go. And as a surprise for those in the room, Winterbomb shared a sizzle reel highlighting three of the studio's upcoming animated series. Hell yeah. Including Eyes of Wakanda, which was revealed for the first time. Uh, Throughout Wakanda history, brave warriors have been tasked to travel the world retrieving dangerous vibranium artifacts. This is a story. That's how I imagine I I would read it. it. It's good. Um, uh, And obviously, uh, you could not have done this without doing a little X-Men 97 and 
your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, previously titled Spider-Man Freshman Year, um, was also part of the lineup featured. Dive into the multiverse with What If Season 2 and a all-new episode every single day starting on December 22nd. Angelique, you were just talking about Marvel Studios' X-Men 97, and I also want to talk about some action figures from Hasbro. So how about we marry the two with a whole new wave of Marvel Legends figures inspired by the series? Bunch of figures in this wave include Magneto with the big M on his chest. I love that look so much. Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Goblin Queen, which is awesome, different from the one that you might have seen um, uh, a couple years ago that Hasbro had teased out. This one is very cool. It's based on the appearance in X-Men 97. And Goblin Queen even comes with a little little baby Nate. Oh, so cute. An Executioner figure. Y'all, if you never read Executioner's first appearance in the comics, it's a banger. It's from an annual. It's real good. Uh, It's a great Great, great look for this character coming in uh, X-Men 97, as well as Cyclops. He's got like his his little Force Blast accessory looking fantastic. This series of figures will be available for pre-order in early 2024. Uh, In other Marvel Legends news, during the Hasbro Pulse fan stream yesterday, the Marvel Legends team revealed a bunch of other figures set to debut in 2024. And these included four different Wolverine two-packs celebrating the hero's 50th anniversary. These two-packs included some incredible pairs, Brood Wolverine and Lelandra, Marvel's Logan and Sabretooth, Wolverine and Psylocke, and Patch and Joe Fix-It. But also they revealed a classic angel, Sam Wilson, Captain America with wings, which is a Target exclusive, and Evil Captain America, which is a Walmart exclusive. So make sure you're checking out and watching out for those brand new pieces coming out next year. Angelique, it's so far away. You know what, Ryan? It Mm. is. But in the meantime, we got comics on comics on comics because a year may be coming to an end, but there are still stories to be told. Yeah. Uh, We have a couple picks I wanted to toss out there. First up, Daredevil Gang War number one. Uh, We've talked about this on the show recently with writer Erica Schultz. Uh, Gorgeous pencils by Sergio Zavila. Um, It is is badass. Brings a new villain into Daredevil where Elektra has to um, not only take on the Heat, which is this this group that she's been fighting and and has been popping up in in the main Daredevil book, but then there's this other character who is awesome and kind of like takes it to Elektra in this episode, which I was really into. Plus you got all the the gang warriness. And so like, I like how this touches on crossovers. It's like tells you other perspectives of scenes we see in other books, which is always, always a blast. Perfection. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I got. It's, it's perfection. Yeah. Uh, this, this week also has a bunch of, um, it's got some cool starting points, but also big endings. We've got Moon Knight number 30, which I want to Ooh. toss out as a pick, uh, written by Jed McKay, art by Alessandro Capuccio, and colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. And uh, this is this is the one. The, the the issue is called The Terminal Seconds of Moon Knight, and we've been, like, teasing. I mean, teasing. we knew this was coming. Though. Yeah. Like, it was like watching a train wreck. <laughs> yes. But a pretty train wreck. A well-drawn, gorgeous train wreck because that that's that's who moon knight is yeah uh and and so like we we know there's a new moon knight coming soon and we know what that what what is coming in vengeance of the moon knight but this is how it all comes together and there's some really emotional great beats towards the end of this where like moon knight has gone through this gauntlet gauntlet ah it's it's chaos and craziness and and then how it all shakes out and then who's there to pick up the pieces afterwards the last page of this so rad. I, I, I freaking, I love this book. Uh, and I think this is a great way to wrap up this volume to lead us into what's next, which is, is not far off. We don't have to wait too long. And then another, I believe this might be the, the last issue, or at least it's the end of a big storyline for X-Men Red number 18. It is written by Al Ewing, art by Ildare Sinar, uh, colors by Federico Blee. And this is Storm, like taking the stand fighting genesis the uh, apocalypse's um partner you know life life partner if you will who has come and has been corrupted and is trying to take over uh Arako, and it is awesome there's big massive fights of like giant kaiju sized islands battling each other 
maybe hugging. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, there's plenty of like sadness in here and death and sacrifice and heroism uh, and storm. Like if you have not been reading X-Men Red and you are a storm man, y'all get your butt on this. It is so good. So good. Um, I think it is time for us to take a break first, but. Do not go anywhere. Going to be right back because we're going to be talking our Marvel Holiday Gift Guide. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos. I'm Angelique Roche. And this is it. This This is what you've been waiting for. Yeah, we are getting into the Marvel Holiday Gift Guide with Marvel.com Associate Editor Megan DeMore, uh, talking about a whole bunch of picks that she's put up, some picks from Angelique and I, and uh, it's fun. A lot of gift ideas. It's not too late. Uh, but <laughs> you know what? Let's get into it. Our Holiday Gift Guide Spectacular right now. Angelique, I'm excited to talk about gifts, and we have to do it with our resident Marvel.com gift expert, Megan DeMore. Hello, Megan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Angelique. How are you guys today? We're pretty good. Thanks for being here. Of course. Happy to be here. Megan, you are the the person who shepherds all the amazing uh, gift guides that we have on Marvel.com, so it feels Super appropriate to have you on here. Can you help us come up with some really great gift ideas of all kinds, of all price ranges and, and age ranges? And maybe, Angelique, you and I can throw in some to to sprinkle in from our own, our own hearts. Well, as a matter of fact, I have gone and picked out a few of my favorite items. Uh, from it's like our... she just put it into a computer and it just happened. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Um, so I'm going to get us started actually by talking about the Lego Avengers Tower, which is so cool. It is 35.5 inches tall, which is like two feet tall of Legos. They're o- almost three. That's that the is... size of a toddler. Also, Ryan can't stop talking about it either. So well done, Megan. And I was leaning into the Ryan of, of oh, wait, <laughs> where I wanted to get started. Uh, with well were you leaning into the tower? Sorry. I'll see myself out. Bye, Angelique. See you later. <laughs> that was fast. Uh, yeah. So this so this t- Lego Avengers Tower set comes with 5,201 pieces and 31 minifigures. And this is, these are minifigures from all across uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. So we've got Iron Man, Wong, Captain America, Thor, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Nick Fury, Hulk, War Machine, Vision, Hawkeye, Wanda Maximoff, Wasp. So we're talking like every single era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far, which is super cool. In my brain, audibly, it was you just making that list. And then 10 minutes later, and Wasp. (laughs) (laughs) We would need 10 minutes if I listed all all 31 of them. But yeah. that's amazing. But it's also not just the figurines, right? It's not just the figurines. We've got like little props and stuff too from across this Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. Uh, we've got a Quinjet. We have some Chitauri chariots, um, like the Tesseract, Thor's hammer, the pager that Nick Fury used to summon Captain Marvel in Avengers. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say there's a pager? There is a pager. What All kid right. doesn't want a pager? I mean, Angelique and I are probably the only people here who had pagers, because I definitely remember Let's be real. I had several different types of pagers. Sure. uh, Including (laughs) the one Nick Fury had. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. Uh, We did a really great behind-the-scenes chat about this uh, gargantuan toy set amazing piece of uh, conversation that anybody who has it in their house or wherever. Um, so if you haven't listened to that yet, go check it out from one of our most recent episodes. But that's probably the most premium, incredible gift one can give yeah. or receive. It's a piece of architecture. It really it's is. A piece of and architecture. it's a fun project to take to do with the ones you love over the course of probably like several weeks. I was going to say, I feel like that requires some teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I gotta say, that's great. But in the line of toys, Megan, I know also on your list, and for anyone who knows me, they know the next word is gonna be fun because it's Funko, and there's so many Funkos on this list. Megan, uh, my heart 
because in particular, there were three that I fell in love with because you can never choose just one Funko, um, says the several hundred in my house. <laughs> uh, Peter B. Parker and Mayday, which I know is an exclusive at Hot Topic. Obi, literally the standout from Marvel Studios, Loki season two, has his own Funko. It's so cute. And for us old, surly X-Men heads, our sweet, 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 sweet boy, Wolverine, has his own snow vinyl Funko. And it's covered in snow. Just in time for the holidays, too. Just in time for snow season. He's perfect. Yeah. Well, let's move us right along into the next item on my list, uh, which is the Spider-Man Cozy Family Matching Sleepwear Collection, which, again, perfect for this time of year. When we're sending out Christmas cards and everybody's wearing matching pajamas and, you know, why not make it spider-themed? It includes a two-piece sleep set for men, women, and kids, and the coordinating assortment features Spider-Man applique and an all-over plaid pattern and Spidey's signature colors. I love this so much as a family who loves matching pajamas during um the holiday seasons uh i am going to be putting this in my cart and buying it for the family asap also for those uh who will be looking for this and for all of the gifts that we're going to be talking about today you can make sure that you check out the show notes Mm -hmm. um we'll make sure that you too can have the level of joy that we have right now talking about our favorite things Speaking of, sometimes, Ryan, you got to go get moving. Mm-hmm. Which is great because I wanted to make sure everybody thinks about a Marvel Move subscription. It You could have it as a gift for yourself or for someone who wants to kick off the new year in a very healthy way. You walk, run, jog, move however you want to Marvel storytelling and a whole bunch of interactive audio adventures. Uh, it is a whole bunch of fun. We have more stories, more episodes added every week. Our Daredevil story is just about to start really soon and that one's uh pretty pretty fun pretty gnarly it's got black widow in it and bullseye and and a bunch of surprises we have tons more coming in 2024 as we go through those um and so if you go to zrx.app slash gift slash marvel you can get gift subscriptions for six months or a year and uh, i love it because we also made it so you can buy two subscriptions one for yourself one for someone you love and you can move together and in fact, I feel like we all need a little inspiration, right? Like we need some place to find the hero that we're meant to be. And as a matter of fact, we have a little book like that for our younger readers. Um, that would be The Marvels, The Hero I'm Meant to Be, which is written by Pamela Bobowitz and illustrated by Alexandra Barboza. It's a little hardcover for, for kids ages four to eight. And this stars the stars of The Marvels. Um, so we've got Captain Marvel in there. We've got Monica Rambeau. It's Ms. Marvel. I wish we there was a visual component of this podcast so I could show you how cute the illustrations on this book are. They are just absolutely adorable. Yeah. Uh, but we also have other books. Like uh, if you want books with mostly words, how about your next pick? Yes, this next pick is for adults, that's for sure. And it might sound a little familiar if you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, So this book is titled Look Out for the Little Guy. And this is, in fact, the memoir that Ant-Man wrote in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But we've made it a reality. So this is 224 pages of Ant-Man's story. 224 pages of Scott Lang. It sure is. And this is his version of events uh, from his adventures in the MCU so far. So it is a delightful little novel uh, of Scott Lang's Life and Times. Love it. Uh, That is definitely MCU vibes right there. But we also, I wanted to toss out another MCU book, which is Marvel Studios, The Marvel Cinematic Universe, An Official Timeline by Anthony Bresnikan, Amy Ratcliffe, and Rebecca Theodore Vachon. And uh, we we had them on the show also recently talking about the book. So if you missed that, go find it, one of our recent episodes. But I, I actually have it on my bookshelf here at the Marvel offices. It's, some, it's a great resource. It's fun. It's full of tidbits, great art. It is one of those things where um, you're going to go back to like all the time, especially if you just like have a hankering to go watch one of the movies in the MCU canon, you're going to then go back to the book and be like, oh, right. And you start 
seeing new things and learning new things and it's it's just fun here's the thing i feel like that was a lot of books right yes that's a lot of books we just said so i i I feel like we might need something to carry all those books around in Mm -hmm. um so i want to talk a little bit about the weapon x backpack that is part of the heroes and villains collection i love their latest x-men collection uh it's so good i had a very difficult time narrowing down what I wanted to share from this particular collection, but I had to say it had to be the Weapon X backpack. Uh, I feels like it could be a perfect gift for the X-Men fan in your life. It could be for a, a man, a woman, a kid, anybody in the family would be thrilled to have this Weapon X backpack, which can fit up to a 17 inch laptop. So that's a pretty sizable, sizable bag. Um, and it comes with so many pouches. So I got one at New York Comic Con and has it immediately became my daily backpack. I take it to and from the office. I will be honest with you, I'm not always the brightest bulb in on the ceiling. And only two weeks ago did I realize as I was holding it on my lap on the bus to the office, I said, wait, what's this zipper? I thought I had found all the compartments. And I unzipped it and said, oh, there's a dedicated space for the laptop, which is separate from everything else. And it like elevated the the bag even higher up. It is an incredible bag. It carries so much stuff. It is, I love it. I, I, I'm literally wearing a an Avengers sweater from Heroes and Villains right now. They make kind of all my favorite things ever. They also make a bunch of Japanese Spider-Man, like Spider-Man stuff. I love them the best look i agree uh but for those of us who also love fashion i gotta shout out there's a couple other things on lists that have to do with clothing speaking of sweater um so anybody knows me i'm a casual closet cosplay girl uh and i I have to caveat there is a lot of incredible fashion particularly out there for your you know, I would say teens, preteens, folks who like showing their fandom every single day, um, who may not be, you know, full-fledged cosplayers or maybe and just want to be stylish on a Saturday. But in particular, our universe and her universe did some amazing, amazing stuff with some of the latest releases, including uh, our universe, Loki TVA double-breasted coat. Um, which is amazing. Uh, there's also the shirt I have on right now, which is the Our Universe, the Marvel's Flurkin Split Woven Button-Up. What that really means is it's a button-up Flurkin shirt that has tentacles and cats and Flur kitties and it's everything. Um, I actually wore it to the fan event uh, for Marvel Studios and Marvels and it was a hit. Um, but also, shout out to my favorite girl, her universe, Marvel Studios, the Marvels, Photon, girls' hoodie with matching leggings. You can literally dress like Monica Rambeau Amazing. every day of your life. I have already did it. I have it. It's currently on sale. Go get it. Like, I, I think it's the, you should give it to mm-hmm. everyone. Listen, Angelique, I am also a hoodie girl. And so I made sure to include one on my list as well. Uh, so I have the Ghost Spider pullover hoodie from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, you can feel like Spider-Gwen. You can feel like Ghost Spider by wearing uh, this sweatshirt with bold color blocking and the pink web pattern and the pink lined hoodie that Ghost Spider made famous. And it comes in kid sizes too. So you can find these both on shopdisney.com uh, and they are good for anybody in your life. Anybody who feels particularly drawn to Across the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, or just the spider heroes in general you know we do have a wonderful array of spider people like we have two spider men in marvel spider-man 2 i i had to include this y'all because it's so good the game is amazing it is available exclusively on playstation you can buy the the physical version of the game you can buy a digital version there's a whole bunch of versions of the of the digital version um if you don't have a playstation 5 yet you can get the bundle, which comes with the game and the console. There are like um, color versions of of the frame for the PlayStation. There's the PlayStation DualSense 
uh, controller that is themed uh, from the from the game. Um, there's a bunch of different ways to celebrate Marvel Spider-Man 2. Or just like play the damn game, feel all the emotions, see what happens when Craven and Venom fight. You know, it's it's a yeah. whole thing. You'll laugh, you'll cry. You'll exactly. I'm on. I'm on my third playthrough. My gosh. Um, I recommend uh, the deluxe version. Yes. For the additional suits, mm-hmm. that game is fun for the whole family. It is something that everyone could do together. But Ryan, um. I gotta say, um, some people don't, you know, aren't a video aren't video game people, so maybe they like something more tangible. Yeah. Well, do I have a tangible gift for you? So we have the Marvel Tarot Deck and Guidebook, which includes seventy eight tarot cards that are illustrated by Lily McDonald, and now all of these cards feature Marvel characters, so that's. Anyone including Loki, Galactus, Captain Marvel, Moon Knight. There's there's two Groot cards. Two Groot cards. There's two Groot cards in there. But they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, the guidebook, actually, if you are a, a novice, you've never done this before. It's something you kind of want to learn about. It's actually really, really informative. There's different ways that you can lay the cards out. There's explanations of all the cards. And there was a lot of love that went into particularly choosing certain characters for certain cards and like even as i said there's two Groot cards but it's Groot at two different like evolutions so it's like baby Groot and Groot um but yeah so it does feature the major and minor arcana for those who know um how that works obviously the major being these these big shifts um and the minor kind of looking at very specific questions and ideas, depending on what your philosophy is when it comes to Tara. Um, they also come in this beautiful decorative gold gift box. It's gorgeous. Um, so I would suggest pairing this gift with this gorgeous Marvel glass set that has the Avengers logo. Now, we'll also say there's a Thor one and there's a Deadpool one. I'm just saying my name starts with an A, and I'm always going to go with Avengers <laughs> when it comes to giving gifts. It's a collective gift set of two glasses, absolutely gorgeous, to put whatever beverage, you cold beverage, that you choose yeah. in them. You know what else goes great with beverages? Reading. And we haven't really touched on the most important thing a human can read, which is comic books. Marvel comic books. Megan, what do you have to say about some Marvel comics? Well, first, let me say I wanted to end on a strong note. So this is my other favorite item on the list, being the Marvel Unlimited subscription. And wouldn't you know, we're having a holiday sale for a Marvel Unlimited subscription. This Now, this is kind of like the streaming service of comics, right? Um, And like I said, Marvel Unlimited is currently having a sale. So if you sign up between now and January 4th, you can buy a year-long subscription for $55 with the code HOLIDAY23. And this will also include a digital bundle of director's cuts of comics. And those comics are Ultimate Invasion number one, the Hellfire Gala from this year, Sins of Sinister number one, Death of the Veniverse number one, and Captain America Cold War Alpha number one. The other awesome thing that I know a lot of fans use it for is to kind of read a whole bunch of books and test a bunch of books and then oh, I, I, I read this and I really like it. I'm going to go buy the trade paperback or the hardcover and so I can they can yep. read it without having to worry about like spending a whole bunch of money up front and then they can buy something that they can have forever in a, in a print format later on. I think, you know, I think that that's a really fun way to enjoy the comics. Yeah, and I feel like it's also accessible. It, it also makes it accessible comics that are more difficult to find uh, in a comic shop. Like I read all of Uncanny X-Men on Marvel Unlimited. And I'm talking about going back to the very beginning to the 60s through the 80s and the 90s. You have the entire or nearly the entire run of Uncanny X-Men on this one app available to you whenever you want. Megan, you picked a really good... You picked... Yeah, no, this this is a solid all-encompassing, everybody should have this in their stocking gift. Indeed. 
one last thing we wanted to shout out is Marvel HQ. You know, parents, get your young Marvel fan the gift of a subscription to the Marvel HQ app. Published by Story Toys, Marvel HQ is a one-stop hub for superhero fans designed for kids ages 4 to 7. It's packed with activities, videos, creative fun, books, comics, learning, and interactive characters. All the gangs here, from Marvel Spidey and his amazing friends, to Captain America, Black Panther, to Groot, and many, many more. And while your little superheroes are having fun, they'll also be learning. For example, they'll practice problem-solving skills by coding with Hulk, make and play music with Spidey, Ghost Spider, and Spin, hone their reading skills with read-along books and digital comics, or even learn to draw. Download the app for free from the App Store or Google Play and enter the code HOLIDAYS2023. That's H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S-2023 to subscribe for one month free. Auto renewal and other terms and conditions apply. To redeem the code for iOS, tap the redeem button on the subscriptions page in the parent center of the app and follow the instructions. To redeem the code for Google Play, click on Let's Go on the subscription page on the Google Play purchase screen. Locate the down arrow next to the form of payment. Click the down arrow. Select the redeem link. Type in the provided code. And there you go. Offer is available for new subscribers until January 31st, 2024. That was a whole bunch of amazing gifties. Everybody, let us know. We want to hear about yours. But thanks, Megan. Thanks for having me. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, I want to especially say a special thanks to Marvel.com associate editor Megan DeMore uh, for bringing in the Marvel holiday gift guide. Um Make sure you're checking out our show notes. All the stuff we talked about is going to be down there. So you can like specifically go and check it out. But also check out Marvel.com's Marvel Holiday Gift Guide. We've got it broken down to make sure that you can find the coolest, bestest, most amazing things for your loved ones or yourself or or yourself. Because I might have bought myself something during that conversation. Fair enough. All right. Let's get into our community section, a.k.a. This Week in Messages and tee up uh, an upcoming question of the week. What Marvel things are you most excited for in 2024? Could be comics. Could be uh, a film. Could be something on Disney+. Plus. Could be a toy. Could be like any a surprise. Could be a convention. Who knows? What are you excited about, Ryan? Uh, ooh, I am excited for possibilities. Uh, I'm also very much excited for the big old Deadpool film coming to big screens. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm excited for a lot of comic stuff from Blood Hunt to all the things happening with the X-Men. As an X-Men fan for life, I am jazzed. Well, I am personally excited to finally give the world My Superheroes Black, which is coming out in 2024. Yeah. I'm excited for all the comic books. I'm excited for all the Marvel's Voices stuff that's coming because, you know, I'm selfishly always going to think about that. But also Marvel Studios Echo coming out in January. Been literally, at, if you haven't seen that teaser trailer, go watch it so good um and then go read all of the echo comics you can uh but yeah no i'm it's gonna be a good year heck yeah uh so again we want to know what marvel things are you most excited for in 2024 tell us all tell us everything we want to know you can send your answers to us on social media, threads, Instagram, etc. cetera, uh, at Agent M, um, at Angelique Rocher, or use the hashtag This Week in Marvel. It's still active over on Twitter. You can send a message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash This Week in Marvel. But the best way is to email them to us at twimpodcast at marvel.com. Make sure to tell us it is okay to read Twim on the show. Love it, love it, love it. And But in the meantime, we had a question of the week last week. And that question was, what's on your Marvel wish list this year? Yeah. Caroline Cosplay uh, said, my wish is to get another Peach Momoko book with Sai as the main character soon. That's a it's a great wish, Caroline. I, I will say, though, Peach is working hard on the Ultimate X-Men comic. So I think that's going to be the big thing for Peach, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, Anne Mervine at Mervine 
underscore Jean said new comics for them, which I love because it's a picture of sweet, sweet Wiccan and sweet, sweet Hulkling at their wedding, getting their kiss on. And it's so adorable. And then the White Tiger Corps said, I want more White Tiger content. It has been very underused for a long time outside of a few issues or comics. Hey, one never knows, White Tiger Corps. One never knows. That's fair. We've got an email from our pal, Karis. Don't tell Tracy, my wife, but I bought her the Lego Adventures Tower set, and I can't wait to see her face when she opens it. I really hope she's not listening to this. (laughs) There will be photos all over social media. I'm also searching for the Nova trade that came out earlier in the year for her. I have a list of Marvel Funko Pops I want to buy, but the one at the top, it is Princess Carol from the Marvels. But sadly, it's a U.S. exclusive. Sad face. Maybe I'll get it for my birthday instead. Love to all, Karis. Happy holidays, Karis and Tracy. All right. Those are some great, great emails and messages. Thank you all for sending some in all year long. But all Ryan, we have a gift for them. We do? What is it? We have a Marvel Insider Code. Uh, the Marvel Insider Code this week is holiday. That's H-O-L-I-D-A-Y. You will receive 5,000 Marvel Insider points when you enter it in this week in Marvel Podcast Code Redeem, activity at marvel.com slash insider. Limited number of redemptions available. One redemption code per Marvel Insider. Marvel Insider is open to U.S. residents 18 plus and only. Terms apply. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, quick note, we'll be back in the new year. Have a wonderful holiday, new year, and stay tuned. This episode of This Week in Marvel is produced by Jasmine Estrada, Isabel Robertson, Angelique Rocher, and Ryan Panagos. Our senior manager audio production and development is Brad Barton. Uh, Emily Godfrey is our production manager. Special thanks to Megan DeMore for coming on and giving all us that good gift holiday wisdom. Yeah. Uh, and special thanks to everybody who listened this year. We appreciate yeah. you. And we'll catch you in the new year. I'm Ryan. I'm Anjali. This is Marvel. Your universe.